0: I remember doing it with 3D when we were younger and um, he's colorblind so it was like we used to have to write the colours on for him. Really? Wow. Um, but we used to have a laugh because we used to chuck in the wrong colour and oh, that yeah. kind of like we could mess around. Yeah, <laughs> so he was, was, was colorblind so it was like, and if you look at a lot of the early Massive Attack artwork, he would do a painting and reverse the photo, the negative, and use that as the artwork. Living the dream, really. Mm. You know, I, it was,
1: uh, they were the halcyon days, man. Mm. They, were, they were. It was before, before the internet, it was before... Uh, camera and video phones was this my manumission time this was it? yeah yeah I mean I got to be the resident dj for for for, for the biggest and with unquestionably the greatest club night ever manumission
2: mm-hmm. huge
1: which was uh yeah it was it was like it was like Disney World for adults man it was phenomenal yeah. uh x-rated highly rated mm. uh it was
2: brilliant podcast <laughs> com. <laughs> you need the Keller app. 24/7 mini documentaries, podcasts, live shows, DJ live streams, top 5 subscription packages plus products for all your podcasts and street culture sports. Download it from the App Store for free today. <laughs> Beatbox created. and We need to talk about world music and street culture.
0: Killer Keller podcast.
2: All righty. There we go. Ladies Alrighty. and gentlemen, Killer Keller podcast live and direct central London. As central as you need to be, choose to be, want to be, you don't want to be anywhere else. God damn it. Big shout <laughs> to all the originators of people that are sharing and caring in the pursuit of street culture and all the arts big shout out to yourselves as well hold tight to everyone's got the television app free download iphone android for your street culture sports with it's mini docs, full docs, dj mixes or the notorious podcast we got you um big shout out to our sponsors the mighty Hodder warriors crew over at the crypto moon boys hideout that's some nft business for you and here we are again But this time we're in a very special place. I'm in a very cosy place. This is my cosy place where I've got one musician and I've got one graffiti writer. Both dynamically gifted in all different genres. But this is their specifics, you understand. If you're into the big beat DJ culture, we have Derek Delage inside the place. And if you're into your street art from a Bristol side, big up Bristol Massive, it's inky inside the place. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes.
0: How are we, gentlemen? Very good, thank you. A bit chilly, but got the thermals on, sir. We were just discussing, you used to live down these parts in Kew, didn't it? Yeah, just actually across the road. I was in Kensal Rise and kind of made a railway for 20-odd years. 20 yeah. years. I was up here working, doing Sega. So worked in Chiswick at the video games company down there, and then Soho with Xbox. Wow. Yeah, on and off through the birth of Dreamcast, launch of Xbox.
2: Back wow. round
0: to the Phoenix of it, Sega Rise. Like that.
2: Right in the early yeah. days. yeah. And you've been here for a little while too, haven't you, Dee?
0: Yeah, I mean, sort of, from Labrack Grove
1: sort of, to Kensal Rise to Queen's Park. Yeah, for since the early 90s, mm. really, yeah. 93, I think I moved to Labrack
2: Grove. We actually crossed paths in the gym. That was how we, we needed yeah. to to this day. Yeah, even
1: now. Yeah, we, I see you all the time in the gym, man. Huh? Yeah. You always managed to get in there before me.
2: <laughs> Are you walking and other things? yeah, yeah he's, there, a, he's there, he's yeah, there. It's always a man. Oh. But you, you've lived around here for a while, haven't you? Yeah. It's absolutely, been yeah. A haunt for a long time. This has time. been my hood,
1: for, yeah, for about coming up to two decades now, 20 odd years, yeah.
2: What is it about North West, fellas? What is it about North West being this, um, this epicentre?
0: Of... I think there was a lot of, when I moved there, there was a lot of, lot, lot of the West Country, Bristol lot. You're working in film and TV, obviously, because there's BBC and you've got all the studios, like on the West side of London. Um, you had acting studios, obviously, Pine was a bit further out. Mm. And I think there was a whole community around Lubbock Grove and, uh, and also it was just easy to get back to Bristol from West London. So, mm. so a lot of people couldn't, you know, it's another hour on your journey, if you live east, so mm. yeah. The yeah.
2: logistics, yeah, I can see yeah. why that would work. This place always holds dear to a lot of hip-hop, you know, old school. It's one of the first places where hip-hop landed, wasn't mm. it? You know, the west, the west side of, of, of London and outwards. Um, you're from Leicester originally, aren't you? Well,
1: originally, I was born in Northern Ireland, I left there when I was a baby. I grew up in Leicester. Uh, that's where I went to school. Mm. That's where I grew up. I left Leicester when I was 15, went back to Ireland for a year, and then I moved to London. So, yeah, I, I, I like to class myself. I'm Irish, but I'm a Londoner, but mm. but, but but I grew up in Leicester. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got a lot... Not complicated of... at all.
0: <laughs> Not a lot of fusion in there. <laughs> uh,
2: what's the graffiti event that happens up in Leicester at the moment? So, it was
0: Return of the Mac was the first one, which was uh, mm. Stella 1 Boyd. Bomb. No, big That was one. about... 98, 99 or something. Mm. It's around the same time we did Walls on Fire in Bristol and then there was the recent ones called Bring the Paint which is run by Graph HQ. That's Great
2: sick. names, aren't they? So those
0: guys have kind of brought Leicester back into the forefront of the graffiti scene mm. and they have put on one of the best graffiti events I've seen recently. Mm. There's probably about 200 artists. There was people painting all over the city in the middle of the day. Just, it was amazing. Oh yeah. man, really. yeah. i definitely recommend else. that if that's on again this year. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, and this is why it's so you know, Pivotal having two guys from two of these specific areas of the UK in because, again, the, the graph pedigree coming from both Leicester and um, Bristol. I mean, Bristol, Inky, you're one of the... Uh, let's put in context, people, for those of you just jumping in on this and don't know, the, you know, the, <coughs> the, the, the legitimacy of our guests here. Like, Inky, you're one of the... In my mind, you're one of the pioneers that stepped out of Bristol, that um. championed the... The, cu- the culture as a whole,
0: come on, in that? Yeah, kind of I mean, idea. we had we had kind of a weird scene in Bristol because uh, before the internet, we were kind of slightly isolated and cut off. So we were kind of inventing, we were getting a lot of New York stuff because there was a lot of Jamaican guys in Bristol, had relatives. Mm-hmm. So they were bringing mm. like mixtapes and the hip hop flyers, and we were seeing photos occasionally. Uh, but apart from Subway art and a few videos and like hip hop history, mm. it was all just TV based or film based stuff. Mm. And then coming to London, occasionally we come up here, we come in West London especially, to see all the graph. we then go home and have to kind of like cook it in a pot and come up with our own stuff. So mm. we came up with a slightly different thing. There wasn't so many trains running in Bristol, so the illegal scene was more on walls, mm. on buses and that. Um, nowadays it's kind of taken another turn where it's gone a bit more underground again. Mm. I've uh, noticed that. But it's that. absolutely just like smashed at the moment in the city. So. Really? Yeah, it's everywhere. And you get a lot of people coming there from other places, so... I think the networking thing since the internet's come has completely changed the game. So, so like we would just, you know, I'd go to Amsterdam or like Paris, wait around by Hall of Fame till you met someone. Then you'd swear, you know, send letters through John Nations at Bartonell, mm-hmm. and we built up a kind of portfolio of photos that was like our person inter- in the internet or library that other artists could come and look at. But we had co- like huge contacts with Leicester, mm-hmm. Hull, Birmingham, a few London guys like Amsterdam, Paris. Berlin all over
2: that's crazy yeah. see what well, you had your own like historically recorded documented yeah John piece. Nations oh,
0: yeah we had a guy it's who was crazy. like an archivist but he was actually the youth worker at the club that we were all painting at Brilliant. Michael John Nations and if you look at his um, Instagram John Nations he every day is putting out classic stuff from London LA he was to like Henry Chalfont James Prigoff all the photographers so he was swapping photos of Bristol stuff, and all, sharing all the world stuff. That's
2: crazy. And yeah. you, as you were just talking then, I suddenly, you know, the recesses of the music in it scene over there, from Portishead to That's Ronnie to,
0: to, to, ridiculous, yeah. man. And, you know, Massive Attack uh. being associated with Graff so heavily as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, like, because obviously D was in the crew with Tats, so Tats came in about 85, with T-Kid, Vulcan, nicer, mm-hmm. all that shame. Mm-hmm. So we met all those guys earlier, but then obviously you had like Chrome Angels, I think like yeah. uh, Pride and that came down picked painted a couple of times. They did an exhibition in 85. Pride's they a bad a man, isn't he? Oh, he's sick. Yeah, so seeing all that stuff early on, we were getting introduced to UK stuff and America stuff and they had a little melting pot going on, so. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like early days, it died off a bit after we all got busted. And then I think the college, with the music scene and the, the, the college there, you had a load of artists came to Bristol to go to college, because of the music, because it was trendy, Mm. but also it created the the scene mushroomed again, so that's around the time of the school Collective and all those kind of Will Barris, Mm Jago, Sick Boy, Mm. there was Steph Platts, people like that, there was all that kind of scene going on, so that's kind of then boosted it again, so you've got graffiti and street art on two different platforms. Crazy. Um, Parlour Talk,
2: Undivided Attention, Yep. These rap crews, you up Hop rap crews. Yeah, yeah. They were some of my favourite human beings, man. Yeah. And a rapper called Awkward.
0: Awkward, yeah, he's still going, yeah, he's Big still up doing yeah. He does DJing as well, and yep. he's making a lot of music. Um, he had, was it, Numb Skulls and that as well. Numb Skulls, Sir Beans. Yeah, Sir Beans, all that. There was a whole load Big of them. Up Steve, yeah. yeah. A lot of them were just, you know, obviously grown up with kids now. But some of the music they made back then was incredible. And obviously you had, like, Mr B was doing some of the artwork for them. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing obviously with the kind of the like, whole Banksy effect of him being there. Um, he moved up here in about ninety eight.
2: Correct me, was, what, was, was
0: Banksy in Bristol In um, Bristol Massive?
2: Was he in Bristol Massive first?
0: Uh no, he was in uh, Dry was Dirty Rotten Apples crew, I think it was. Right. Which okay. was with Loki and stuff like that in Cato. Right, got and you. soccer and that. And then um he was doing mainly graph when I met him. Mm. You crossed
1: so, ropes with him a few times, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, telling me that man? Yeah, yeah, we did the thing down by um uh, by on the way into Paddington, swinging on ropes, and he did a monkey with his thing, and I went through it over with my letters. Really? And we had a bit of a run around. But last time I kind of met Derek in the way because he was using the Walden Sound um, Stockroom yeah. as his studio, just under the Westway. Right. And obviously I see Derek be yeah. up in the office there as I'll well. Be in the so like, there. All those kind of guys that I met through that. And
1: he shared the office with yeah. m- with Mrs. Jones, which was yeah. Mark's wife at the yeah, time. who's yeah. an amazing designer.
0: She yeah. makes yeah. the most Fee, outrageous clothes.
1: Yeah, Fee, yeah Fiona. So that was like yeah. if, what a hub of creativity that place was. Yeah. We Water had, sound. But we, we had oh, we had Water Sound there and then the sort of like the extension of the office across the road was Banksy, he had one sort of side of this studio and Fiona had the other side of it, so they shared a studio. Oh, my and whoever God. moved in that studio after them must have been laughing because yeah. it was loads of Banksy's like he, he just did stuff on the wall. He was just taking the old
0: record sleeves and doing like. Yeah, he, the, the he customised the record like yeah. sleeves and no stuff like that. Way. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure out. underneath there as well, because there was a few mere pieces in that and there was a few of the London guys that painted underneath. But then, um, was he still there when he had the mutate mutate Britain thing down there as well? He, I might, don't have know. Moved that, he might have He might out by then. Was remember when he had the big mutate thing under the Westway? Uh, no, I don't mutual, remember that. Waistlock came in. with Oh the yeah, I remember this. Earth, and there was a big exhibition with round yeah, yeah, two and totally, all that. Totally, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember oh, he did no. a thi- I remember he he did a big thing in SE one. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that was on outside cargo the whole thing I mean for me about the Portobello was you had JB who run the film festival mm-hmm. he'd be bringing over like Black Lorat and people like that as well yeah. like and all these artists oh, and sick man. boys because he stuff. was like yeah. if you look at Black Lorat
1: stuff you can see where I'm yeah. not saying Banksy ripped him off but you can yeah. see the influence yeah. can't you
0: uh, but it was weird because Black Lorat was painting underneath the Westway and I think when he had the studio in there and they didn't wow. know each Ooh. other because yeah. there's there's <laughs> that great there's that great Banksy piece up yeah.
1: Opposite the studio, where the Falafel King was, it's still there yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got the uh, sort of it's the, got the, the like the art of the axles, you yeah. know what I mean? No way. Uh, it says Banksy. Yes, yeah, it? I've seen it. You of course, still yeah. see it? they've got they've got the perspex sort of sort of cover on it now to shield it, the, the see through one.
2: Yeah, they get damaged quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Del man, honestly, to, to have you, you having sitting here with us. It's good to it's be a r- It's a rarity, man. Because, like, it is. he's always flat. You're always in and out, always in and out. But now you're in between us. You can't move. No. And nowhere to run to, nowhere, <laughs> to, nowhere to hide. To run to, run to. To. <laughs> nowhere to run to. Your history is cemented, in my mind anyway, with that Wall of sound era, that that big beat. A superstar DJ era. Genuinely, genuine superstar yeah. era. You, you. I, I'm you in the
1: book. It? The Superstar DJ's book. Yeah, no. I mean, it was uh, living the dream, really. Mm. You know, I, it was... Uh, to be someone that used to DJ, used to warm up at clubs and play at your mate's parties and things like that, to be... I mean, I was fortunate enough to... I think I was in the right place at the right time. I, I made a record that was that was really successful and that sort of catapulted me into that world and it, it all happened really quickly. Mm. And you know what? I thought it would last forever. Mm-hmm. But, but nothing does. But, I mean, when it was good, it was good. They, they were they were the halcyon days, man. Mm. They, were, they were... It was before... Before the internet it was before uh, camera and video phones was this about manumission time this was it? yeah yeah i mean I got to be the resident d j for for, for for the biggest and with unquestionably the greatest club night ever manumission
2: mm-hmm. huge
1: which was uh yeah it was it was like it was like Disney World for adults man it was phenomenal uh, x rated highly rated uh, it was brilliant. I lived in the manumission motel which which uh do you know Elk? Yeah. T- yeah. T- yeah. He, he spray-painted all the halls. Fully enough, I, I hadn't been back to Ibiza in years and I was staying in this hotel called Esvive and I oh. came out and there was loads of his artwork being sprayed yeah, all over was, oh, the place yeah. in the hotel, you know what I mean? Yeah, have they just paint.
0: done a book about that, the whole um, hotel, the Manumission the, the, Hotel? They're making a book yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I wonder how much... Yeah. I know that Elk did all the hallways he, and stuff He spray-painted like, okay. the, I the mean, halls, I yeah. might have been involved as well. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, can remember. I can't remember. don't think anyone can remember any of that. Like,
1: it's, like, was uh, it? yeah. it's a bit like the 60s, isn't it? Yeah. Or the 70s, if, if, if you can remember it, you weren't there. But yeah. no, I mean, there was... Uh, no, I've got many memories, but no photos. Really? No photos. But enough. these
2: memories must be, you know, sepia with crazy oh, debauchery shit. and... Uh, Absolutely. Like I said, it was carnage. It was,
1: you know, it was... Yeah, the party never stopped, mm. you know. The party never stops... You know, one minute you're on the one minute you, you, you're you partying with El McPherson in, in, in your room, and the next minute you're, you're on the dance floor with Kate Moss and Sean Ryder and in uh John Paul Gaultier and Grace Aww. Jones, and it's just just insane. Do you know what I mean? Howard Marks uh, you're hanging out with him, god rest his soul, what a yeah. cool guy he was. You know, he was part of the Manumission Massive for a while. He just his book, Mr. Nice, had just come out and so says hang out with him, mm. man. What a dude he was. You know,
2: I'll tell you what, man, like to. Pulvered, it'd been pulvered so quickly into the public eye like that to the partying eye. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would have had this at least six months of imposter syndrome. Like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, yeah, I
1: mean, you don't realize when you're in it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, when you're in all the magazines and you're on MTV, and I mean, I didn't have a television in the BT, do you know what I mean? But everyone over here, people were coming back and telling me, like, you're not seeing this, you're not seeing this. you know I, I, you know, I was... You're you just you, in a bubble. You're just seeing, in, you, yeah, you're in your own bubble. But it was, it was brilliant. I mean, I wouldn't change a thing about it. It was, it was great. Really? It, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, shit, it was fucking hilarious. It must
2: have been like PTSD coming <laughs> off the ride like that. That must have just been right straight. Oh, around yeah, around I mean, that. it was... It was <laughs> yeah,
1: it, I mean, <laughs> basically it was the millennium, the turn of the millennium. Mm. That's when everything sort of nosedived. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like... the music. The music had stopped...
0: The, lights, that, had come, the like, lights
1: had come on and everyone had gone home. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that was yeah. when
0: it all went digital, though, when it all like uh, changed over from being like, like, people buying records to like yeah. downloading stuff?
1: Mm. Well, I'd never have thought of it like that, but that's about when, that's about the time when it
0: yeah. happened, isn't it? Probably would have been around the time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You guys, before we put them record, I was, trying to, I was trying to make them stop, you understand? It was impossible. These guys go back a long way like rocking chairs. Um, but they were talking about <laughs> historical reference points of when you first c- caught yeah. eye on graffiti and when you were first coming down here, and you know, the records of the time, Bomb the Base and, and such, and record yeah. covers that inspired you because you are into graph. you yeah, you're I love graph, it, man. There, I love it. You?
1: we went been to a few shows, we went to the one down at Trelley, right. didn't we? It's yeah, great,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Who's well, the artist? It's almost like this, you just the, the, uh. Indigenous
0: ones, you know. Oh, oh, mate. Have you seen it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's
2: sick. I forget her name. Comment below. You, you know, who you are. She's brilliant. Yeah, Not
0: it's Dale, so. Dale. Grimshaw, no. Well. It's, it's a girl and a guy. Yeah. I think they're. they're
2: from out of country. I don't think they're from around
0: here. I mean, I spotted awesome, it from awesome. as, there. Was loads of
1: stuff going on. Do, 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 you know, is it the Gardens of Trillick Tower? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a graph thing there. Uh, but uh, the moment there's we walked collective. in there, was the, the, yeah.
2: one collective event. Yeah. There's about.
1: There's about twenty artists in there, but I just Definitely. zoned in on this one. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They were all er, er, I didn't see anything there I didn't like, yeah. but this was. I took some photos of it. I'll have to mm. find them on my phone. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I've always been fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. You know? Even as a kid, you know, when I first saw it, when I, you know, when I just first saw those those images of of New York in the late seventies and the, the early eighties. I mean, even from from. uh
0: Watching the Warriors and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you first it's, introduced to it. And I yeah. think it was, was it Buffalo Girls? And what Duck Rock yeah, and Yeah, Duck Rock M- and Dondi everything. cover. Yeah. The first one I ever recall seeing was The Clash. There was a Combat Rock. Yeah. And inside the cover, Futura did all the sleeve notes. And he threw the... There's a Ghetto Blaster and stuff, and all, if you check it, it's got Futura 2000 sleeve notes. Wow. And then I think, because I chatted to him later about this, and he said he went on tour with them, and he had his own song, Futura 2000, mm. and he said, "But they had the Clash had to stand in front of the stage because all the punks were spitting on him." Yeah. He didn't realise that he thought it was rude, but without respect, yes, it was it's kind of bizarre. That's mental, isn't I was it? in the punk at the time. I think it was that, and then hip, like I say, arena hip hop history, which because the whole was thing,
1: that, the whole thing in in New York was like punk and, and yeah. hip
0: hop and Don Letts and reggae not, bon all came together. As didn't well, it? so it was like that, he was closely connected to all that. Yeah. It was that kind of clash, bringing over the hip hop thing over to yeah. here, and they were taking punk and reggae, and yeah, blending and, and, and the whole thing. In New York, they were having all those those trendy parties
1: in downtown, and that they went and got the like the hip hop DJs and the and the artists and the graffiti
2: yeah. artists I think it was to Astle, from uptown, from art
0: fun, galleries. That's to, right,
2: and they were transferring yeah. basically the, the, the hip hop DJs from the disco ones. They were kind of trying to integrate yeah. and bring them into different yeah. folds of society, which which kind of had the effect because then Blondie came along. Yeah. And, and this is my curious question, because Fab Five Freddy shouted out on the record, um, Rapture, but I'm getting the impression, and I could be wrong, that when she calls him Fab Five Freddy tells me everybody's five, because he wasn't in the Graffiti Crew Fab Five. He wasn't in Fab Five as a writer, was he?
0: I don't think he was in Fab Five as a writer, no. So, well, I don't think he was actually a writer, to be yeah. honest, yeah. So how did... She may have got the terminology wrong and called well, him
2: Fab I Five I think Freddy a lot of stuff mistaken. could have got
1: lost in translation yeah. back then, couldn't it? But... I was saying earlier on, there's an amazing documentary on at the moment, uh, Fight the Power,
2: mm.
1: how hip-hop changed the world. Mm. And they're talking about the, uh, the young kids in New York, they couldn't get into the club, so they had their own parties, the, the whole yeah. block party thing, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to, obviously didn't want to dress like the people who were into disco. But they were saying hip-hop is the bastard child of disco. You know, what I mean, that's what they were saying. Because they couldn't get in they were going yeah, they, they, there. Yeah, they, they, Well, a lot of them would have been black and Hispanic, so that rules yeah, you out. Yeah. Unless you're seemingly wealthy, you're not going to get in them clubs. Mm. You know what I mean?
2: But it's those contrasts of social contrasts that actually gave birth to, like you say, the punk era. I guess over here in the UK, we 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 migrate. Well, we we had it migrate, but then we started. You know, Scar came along. which then really bonded the kind of unity within the communities. And then hip-hop just was the deal sealer, wasn't it?
0: Mine was always, I was sort of punk, a bit of two-tone, a bit of ska. Mm. Yeah. I liked a bit of reggae. And I guess hip-hop, when I first saw it, I was more into the graffiti. Mm. It was more about being anarchist and painting. You could do what you wanted. Yeah. a bit of a fuck you I'm going to paint it on this wall Yeah, yeah they, they I always do because yeah. I was doing like Clash logos and all the band Dead Kennedys and that and then the, then the hip hop yeah. took over and I gradually went from bondage trousers into like you know slightly flared oh. jeans
1: well I mean I was a punk for about a week <laughs> and then I went back to being a sort of a sort of I went to my my first school disco. I was going to go as a punk, but I ended up going. Uh, I looked a bit like Brian Ferry. I was a kind of funky, a funky new romantic, you know. But then, <laughs> come on, I, uh, some,
0: some levels. for me, go the on. first
1: time I heard the message. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I'd always loved music. You know, I was into reggae anyway because I used to listen to the Rank MSP really late on Sunday nights. You know, I hated uh, I hate I hated Mondays when I was a kid. I hated, you know, mm. I mean, I didn't like school. I, I, I just, they didn't like me. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was really disruptive at school really? so school was shit you know what I mean I didn't like it but the ranking Miss P made made, made the, the coming of Monday really easy because mm-hmm. I used to listen to, to her, she used to have a show on, uh, on Radio 1 on Sunday night so I was into reggae there was always music in her house anyway but when I, when I first heard the message do you know what I mean Mm. that was like what the fuck I yeah. never heard anything like it
0: you know what I mean I think that was one of the first times I saw scratching properly done like that as well When the, that was the first footage you saw of it mm. because mm. obviously it was going on before then but yeah. I think that was the first time you might have seen it on top of the pops or like because we didn't have much channels for this sort of stuff no you know? mm. I think mean, what was Following the word at the time was well, yeah. the word, yeah. Or, yeah, of course, the word and yeah. dance energy. Or the, was it the there chip? would have been
1: a few things on the old grey whistle test, I would imagine, really oh, early, early. early, early um, the, f- the first time I ever saw was was anybody doing anything like that was yeah. the guy from Manchester called Greg Wilson.
0: Greg Wilson, he's still doing it with the tapes, and not yeah, it? and but, Chad but, Jackson as well. But
1: but he was doing old it, school. you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was he was mixing with the two turntables. I think it was on. It was I think it was on the old grey whistle test or. It was one of them programs. Yeah. a Really, really old program.
2: I think a lot of these disciplines is like the, the first question you ask as a young person is like how, like how do you get how do you get that piece looking the way using the you know the facilities and the the the, the um, cans and paint that you you have available readily mm. available in car past stores like how do you get it looking so amazing and it's the same with DJing you know these are basic you know basic uh, instruments to be using and making scratch yeah. noises from but and you know your dad would rarely let you back in the day at least he would rarely let you Especially touch the if fucking belt drive
0: <laughs> mm. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> imagine trying to do it on that yeah mm. I think it's changed like, obviously like from, from my side of things like the paint and issue we had was you know it was pretty rubbish, the caps were pretty rubbish, but you got around those issues and it's
2: part of the art, just practised
0: it, practiced it and practiced, but we didn't really have fat caps or anything, so it was all really slow. And, like, and nowadays you've got this lovely portfolio of different nozzles and cans mm. and different paints. I guess it's the same with the DJing thing, you know, you before you had a raw deck or a Technics, was I think was the ultimate one. Mm. Now yeah. you've got these CDJs with all these different buttons that you can do all your samples mm. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a completely different game. Oh, it's completely, yeah. I mean, I've, uh...
1: I've had a go on CDJs yeah. it's mm. really alien to me man mm-hmm. and it's something I need to embrace because you know that's the it's that, that's just the way it is now you know it, if you arrive at a club uh, I mean for me I can't really DJ playing vinyl unless the promoter yeah. is a vinyl DJ Yeah, because mm-hmm. you arrive and like
0: you've you got, got two, you
1: you <laughs> you two turntables <laughs> sitting there that have been basically used as ashtrays and someone's been resting their laptop on them yeah. for yeah. the past 20 years That they're, 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 they're they're fucked, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just
0: old bangers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't work. But, but uh, do you find with that, because obviously you've got the Serato stuff as well now, And then, what's the other one, is it Raid, where you got the... Um, rain, yeah. Rain, where you've got the little thing that spins, right? Yeah, yeah, with the long... If you digitise yeah. stuff, though, do you find it the same when you're doing mixing with vinyl? I've tried like now. Nah, nah. It is it, kind of different. I mean you hit a
2: glitch on it from a... From a midi point of view, that it's it's definitely it's just alien. Digital. It's just right. alien.
1: The whole fact that you're not taking a record out of a cover, putting it on, and queuing yeah. it up is, and it's like when you know what you're going to play next, you have to scroll down all these lists. It's not it's not like because mm. I suppose you have you have a you have a sixth sense as a DJ if you've been doing it long enough. Then you know you what could, the sleeve looks you like. Kinda you kind of know right. where a record is. You know right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know you might not you might not even you might, even, you might even know the full name of that record, but you. you you know what it looks like and you know what just side, by the top of the spine and you know and you know and you know you know which
0: side it? to play yeah it's the same
2: you know with digital like, music it's and it's
0: kind of the same with graph. like, when you're in the dark. I think you've got to have young eyes for that, really, these oh, days. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, bless, bless the old veterans who are still doing all that, because I tell you what, I can't even read a Tabasco label these no, days. No, I, <laughs> I
1: struggle, I struggle um, to read a WhatsApp without my
0: glasses on. But, yeah, there's obviously that. I mean, I remember doing it with 3D when we were younger, and um he's colorblind so it was like we used to have to write the colours on for him. Really? Wow. Um, but we used to have a laugh, because we used to chuck in the wrong colour, and uh, wrong yeah. color, like, we could mess Brown. It around. Yeah, yeah. so he was, was colorblind so it was like, and if you look at a lot of the early Massive Attack artwork, he, he would do a painting and reverse the photo, the negative, and use that as the artwork. So there was that. There was some pretty oh, wild course. colour schemes and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I've always wanted to know. I mean, now you get commissioned to do a lot of work. But yeah. surely, when you started, you'd be doing stuff that was
0: illegal. Yeah, it was all illegal when we started out. Yeah, I mean, the end what was is it th-
1: like? Was the, the pressure's on? you? Yeah?
0: The pressure's on, the adrenaline's pumping. But the thing is, I think the thing is then, you have to master doing something quickly and doing a quality job, because you, if you leave it unfinished or crap, it, people, you get laughed at. of course you yeah, do. Yeah, you're judged on it. So you would learn to do so in a way, by doing that, you learn to do stuff quickly and more precisely, so that when you've got a commission, you've got loads of time, so you just tie it up. But I still do it quickly, is like that, because it's like... How quickly can you turn around a piece? Because yeah. I've seen, I've seen videos you should or go or quick. Something. But yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's really quick. Yeah. An hour, 45 minutes Was for a good piece We're talking about Full burner here We're not talking about no, yeah, With character right. as well yeah. yeah But that's like You know I'd, It's almost like I can't stop myself From rushing it Because I'm so used to it It's like yeah, bang, 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 That's bang. how you yeah. do it But it's kind of good Because it means You can get more done But then like You know I could spend a lot longer And make it a lot more Detailed and stuff Like mm. you know There's like Certain of my mates would do a lot more cutbacks And tidy it mm. all up mm. I mean, I think Ben Hine taught me the thing that, like, it doesn't really count in 72 DPI because no-one notices all those little bits mm-hmm. that you cut back yeah, unless yeah, they go yeah. and see the wall in the flesh. And these days, unfortunately, most people just see it online. It's true. Yeah. yeah, like, we were young. Yeah. I used to travel, come to London to see pieces or, like, go to, like, you know. Especially under the Westway. that no? used to come down here a lot. And Trelit Tower... And then, um, you know, we used to go to Birmingham, see stuff, go to Wolverhampton where Goldie was painting. We used to travel to all the different cities to see stuff just because we knew there was graffiti there. Yeah. And it's rare Now be- people don't really travel well, so much. Fun, like, funny yeah.
1: you should say that. I used to have an Italian flatmate, Cristiano. She's a lovely girl. She's moved back to Italy now. She went to, she went to Bristol for the day ones, right? And she liked it so much that she went back another day just to check out all the artwork yeah, and take yeah. photos of it and mm. she, you know what I mean she, just, she was fascinated by it she yeah. went all the way back to Bristol it's two separate
2: worlds there's she, Bristol one and then there's Bristol
0: but the thing sh- is Bristol like now it's an hour and ten minutes it's the same as going across London so to, yeah. for me living there now I moved back there a couple of years back it's the same for me to come up here. Mm. It's, it's no, get to same to, go, to go from West London to East London. Yeah. Mm. So it's like... It's, and you well, you come yeah. to Paddington, you're right in it as well. Yeah, you have been it, it. You always yeah. still see the graph for coming into Paddington. Have you been on the Elizabeth, Elizabeth yeah. line yet? Yeah, I have, actually. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, no, oh, no, 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 it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, living in London isn't quite financially viable for the creative people, is it? And there's a big
0: creative scene down there of music and art. Oh, yeah. And the other
1: thing... It's always been a music place, isn't it? It is not it Yeah. It's
0: been the thing with... It's like... I mean, people go on about it and all that. Like, you know, it is a small town. I'll be honest; it can get a bit it's boring. A small city, yeah. Like, can isn't get it? a bit boring. It's beautiful, but what it is is you've got this network. I can go to a pub with like thirty graffiti or street artist guys all sit together, chat, mix ideas, and share them. Nice. And then you know, all like discuss what we're doing to help each other. Yeah, that's great. Whereas I did find in London, it was so big, you didn't get to meet everyone from all around the city because it's too big for everyone yeah, to travel yeah, yeah. in. And I think that's what's helped Bristol in a way. Mm. get its kind of name out and it, it, everyone works as a team same so with the music and as with the mm. art it's like everyone's in it together
2: but with with your style and I know a lot of the Bristol Massive will concur with this like you've really forged a style a, a look a real stamp in in your, your graffiti approach, right. so you're really identifiable. What's your influences? Where did How, how did that
0: come about? Uh, my dad's an architect. He actually worked with Goldfinger on Twilight Tower. Wow. Yeah, so it. that's why I always had quite an affinity to that. Yeah, he worked in the 60s for him doing that. Did you did, know that? they did Barrow, that. Tower. <laughs> he did Elephant Brilliant. and Castle with him as well. I but, fucking um, love Brutalist architecture. These guys know it, I'm a yeah, fucking fan. So we had a lot of references there, obviously Art Niveau stuff. Yeah. A lot of it was going back to what I said about us being isolated, that we had to look at different things. So I was, you know, fucking taking mushrooms, looking at cheese plants and smoking weed and, mm-hmm. you know, then doing geometric stuff. So we were basically just trying to create different styles, constantly practising. And we had this youth club we could go to and paint. So you had a place to practise as well as doing illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. So we managed to, you know, there's one lot of places in many cities you could go and paint uh, back then, apart from doing youth workshops or something. But I think just overall, it came to a crescendo when I think the internet started and I started seeing so much graffiti, I was like, "You need to stand out mm. if you're going like And the thing is there were so many people doing this hip-hop styles and trying to keep it. I still do a bit of that, but it's trying to do something completely unique, mm. adding your touch to it. And I always said to any young writer is you've got to be unique because otherwise it won't stand out, and the thing is if you want to be remembered, you've got to have something that's just mm. completely different from everyone else, or at least a twist to it there's got something unique. it. It could be a colour palette you use, it could be a little monogram you use. I saw us doing those Art Devo ladies, doing that, but keeping the graffiti with it and just stamping it and just by doing that repetitively, you kind of build your brand. Mm, that's the yes, one bit possible. I would say to any writer out there is that if you're looking to build it as a brand, have a twist or style that's yours and mm, don't just yeah. be replicating other people's.
2: Do you think a lot of that, because obviously you get given sketches when you begin. you're learning, yeah. you're trying things out, there's these f- f- guidelines that... that Old graffiti writers give you, like, you've yeah. got to keep this, do this, make sure that... Does that does that apply to what you're thinking there? Does that does that apply, or are you thinking... Uh, I don't Rupert. know,
0: I, I always thought it as, like, as I was a graphic designer as well, it became more like, graffiti is a tool in my palette, so I've got, like, mm. airbrushing, spray can, I've got pencil, I've got computer design, I've mm. got typography, I've got printing, screen printing... Mm it's all these different palettes i'm a designer i can use pick and choose each one i might take a bit of graffiti put that into the computer i might take a bit of computer put that into my graffiti design so mixing it all up and the processes you learn so some processes you get from screen print like translucent colors and stuff Uh. you can probably see in like x's work there's a lot of translucent stuff Uh certain artists take things from the computer into their graffiti stuff and it's just mixing it all up together as one sort of pot. But I still, you know, still stuff like the Tax cruise, early stuff that I saw, that's definitely was a major influence. Mm. Goldie's stuff was an influence. Mm. Dondie's stuff, mm. the, all that. I really love that classic stuff, but t- with a twist. Mm. Do you remember yes. that Goldie yeah.
1: piece he did called Bombing? Yeah. yeah.
0: That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a
1: friend of mine, he's no longer with us, uh, he, he had that piece, his name was Christian. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's, Christian Coral. he started Metalheads Records. Okay, yeah. And he had it in his, and he said Goldie did that. It's bombing. It was, it, it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Because yeah, Goldie was living in Trellick for a bit as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. and that so was with amazing the, artwork.
0: The film director who did, um, I think he did the program bombing. Gus, yeah, was his name was Gus? Gus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had the flat, yeah. and Goldie right. lived yeah. it. But we used to go and stay with his up in Heathtown as well. <laughs> so in the early days when he was just doing graffiti before the music, so we, me and three used to go out there and stay for the weekend up there. And obviously, you had the Tats lot, they had the whole Birmingham scene, Oak with Ruff, Juice, mm-hmm. um, Juice and all Juice, that. Juice, oh, bruv, yeah. Uh, Ruff was up there from London, VOP uh-huh. lot, you had yep. Chrysler, Tumor. Mm-hmm. there was a whole load of writers Chew in Birmingham. Well. You know, yeah, Chew she was up there yeah. from, like, he was from further out, um, Walsall Way. Yeah, that's true. they were all uh, kind of linked, and Desi was the guy, Desi, mm-hmm. was blessed, rest in peace, has passed away. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um, yes. He was, I mean, he was stunning at the time, Desi, and then obviously around that time, you had that Bridlington event. Mm hmm. So you had people like John 156, Neo, (coughs) Rest in Peace. You had Locus, all these guys from France, and like Bates was there. So you had all these different guys from all around Europe. And it was the first kind of times we'd networked those, people, those networks stayed in place. Yeah. So yeah, to this day, they're still going. Fault lines to
2: further expansion on the scene, isn't it? What's your influence, brother? What? Musically?
1: Yeah. I I, I loved, uh, yeah, Growing up, I love I mean, funk, disco, hip-hop, mm. reggae. Mm.
2: That's where I draw my major emphasis from, you know what I mean? Because you know what it is? It's like with Goldie, for instance, who really broke down the the cultural divide between art itself and the music, and then the live performance. I remember seeing documentaries with with him in it where there's break dancing going on to drum and bass and things like that. It made you realise, actually, you know, that... What your perception as a punter is of what their genre is and what specifically it's about isn't the same as the influences of what it what it takes for them to make the music. It's mm. a whole different kind of yeah. attitude. Like, Goldie is a character. He embodies all those mm. things, but his music doesn't always translate in that way. It's just an influence, isn't it?
0: Mm. I mean, he was a proper b-boy when we met him. Big time, him. Like, yeah. yeah he, had, he had the dopest, like, jackets. Yeah. Triple Fat Gooses and that, with the fair and all that. Well, that's sl- new york, didn't he was traders, and out of all them wasn't he? Yeah, and he was just, like, doing that. But he was with the B-Boy guys up there in Birmingham doing all that. Mm. I think it was because Martin Jones was his manager at the time. And he was also managing all the breakdance crews and that. So they were properly for that. And then I didn't see him for years, and he was down here in West London. Mm. And that's when he started doing... Um, the Metalheads thing and the drumming, I think when they were doing that, the Blue Note and that, wasn't Sunday it? Sunday nights, yeah. Yeah, and then it's about the same time, like Ronnie Size and that in Bristol. Represent Crew and all and that. Crust yeah. and all that started doing a similar thing, and it kind of, that's when yeah. it all went well, The Wall of Sound thing, yeah. I mean, Metalheads would be on the Sunday night, we used to do a night there on
1: the Wednesday night. Yeah. Wall of Sound, yeah, it was it's called Back to Mono. Yeah, it was a brilliant night. And yeah, they, they used the imagery from the Clash, you know, Combat Rock. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, like, sick.
1: The uh it's like the army star in it, like yeah. the, the, like the, the old uh, World War Two jeeps. You know what I mean? The combat with that, like the public enemy writing, basically. Yeah, but I yeah, suppose yeah. the class didn't be full public enemy, didn't it? Stencil fault. Uh, that's yeah, stencil, stencil fold. Fold. That,
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. There's potential that stencil stuff. I hear there's a there's money to be made in that stencil stencil life. Yeah,
0: but like you know what? We was like going back to this rules thing like it was taboo to us like you know i mean maybe we missed a trick looking back on it but it was all about freehand drawing and if you did stencils you would see as a cheat maybe all mm. like. right so we mm. weren't like even using masking tape back then as i got older i've done like you know i don't really use stencil. i might use a pattern maybe or something on like a canvas or something mm. i might use a bit of sellotape to get a straight line across something but uh or i use like you know a posca pen I think, as I said, they're all tools mm. for my graphic design thing. I would use it when I'm painting the canvas, so I don't see any difference. But I try, like, on a wall, I try and keep it all freehand, to be honest. <laughs> does but, he use stencils? You what? Black rat. does he use stencils? Yeah, of course he does, yeah. Right. But the thing is, the thing is what, if you look back at it, it's like, say I could go around town and do tags you know, all weekend. But you, like, if you had a miniature wild style stenciled, Mm. And he went you could have put up a hundred miniature wild styles all around town. And Mm. like, instead of just doing tags, that would have stood out more. I think because your man there was doing the stencils, he was getting so much up so quickly. Mm. And the predominant key places, like on the bridges at Lover Grove, for example, that it really stood out and it was different from the tags around it. This is what I was saying Mm. about standing out. Mm. And um, at the time, and obviously he documented it all, got it pr So he was using market and everything. So Mm. it was clever moves. It wasn't yeah, really up my street at the time, he, and he, I nearly, I didn't buy any of it. I was just like, nah, I'm not interested. Not yeah, yeah, and then, you know, regrettably, I wish I had, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean. There was definitely money in stencils back then, I don't know if we, there was any more. We all
1: slept in on that one, I mean, I remember going <laughs> to his first shows, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think he, he, he was going to give me a bit of art, he was going to give me something, and I never got around to getting it off him, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I was oh, i was just too busy yeah. fucking about, do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Mm. gallivanting around yeah exactly i think yeah we were all a bit like that. yeah we were just yeah we well, weren't quite sure, that, we quite sure about <laughs> it we weren't quite sure about it to be honest at the start. yeah i mean yeah, it was okay. like, oh yeah it's a rat it's this it's that or it's like you know it's mm. just not really to me it wasn't really graffiti mm-hmm. but if you look at all the french stuff in the 60s the student rights and that yeah. they were all doing that like way yeah. back when he just took a lot of influence from that and like he used it wisely so Best, that's all, I've got to say. Ten mm. out of
1: ten for finding locations, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah These yeah, locations yeah. were
0: audacious, weren't they? You know yeah. what, though, there was a, there was
2: definitely a period, and it was early. Uh, do you, cl- you can clarify this with me because, from wall sound point of view, um, stenciling became quite the promotional campaign. Big up solo one as well for the sticker. Room, but yeah. do you remember that uh, house DJ? I think his house called Milo. And
0: do you remember yeah. he did that yeah, whole yeah, stick- he, the Scottish with, guy? Yeah, yeah, he lived but, on like the Isle of Skye or something. Didn't he? Yeah,
2: he did that whole ca- stencil campaign. Yeah. And he he took out the whole of, you know, East London. Which, but, and this was like a music thing, just reinterpreting what, I guess, the promotional aspect of what the street art, early street art was about. I
0: think initially they were, a lot of the labels that were trying to get, I don't remember not Bo, remember, um, Boyd was getting quite a bit of that sort of stuff, was mm-hmm. but they were asking artists, I think Ty's had probably got asked a bit, but quite a few artists to do this kind of illegally. Mm-hmm. And we were like, fuck off, you can mm-hmm. do illegal work? It's like you've got to, you know, it's like they were expecting you to do it on the cheap. It's like go out and risk your neck for a label. It's like you fucking do it, man. Yeah, and, the then lot, and then a lot of them went into doing it with the jet washing, so it's was like cleaning it off, so you mm. don't get nicked for it. Mm. Mm. And I think uh, yeah, there was a lot of that stuff. But yeah, do you remember, I saw a bit think, of
1: that jet
0: washing. The other thing, I think, do you remember when there was um, what was the tune? Uh, Tony Rotten. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mr. B did the cover for all that, and yeah. they did a photo shoot at QPR Stadium with a burning police car or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was Kick-off. A, yeah. yeah, Black Twang's Black Al- Twans. Black Twang's album yeah, yeah. cover. Yeah, and it's all from Banksy. Yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't realizes all this was going on in the background, like, and I think also your man Laz was there as well. Steve, he was doing Sleaze Nation magazine. Yeah. And, mm. and they did a whole episode like fingered out with stencils in it give away stencils inside okay, so that yeah so all that literally stuff literally
2: had all the stencils there yeah, I
0: mean, basically you've got the magazine with like loads of stencils one of the most surreal things ever was
1: Wall of Sound Records had like an executive box at QPR yeah and we all went to the game and I was sitting there with Louis Faroux and Banksy it was hilarious <laughs> do you know what I mean because <laughs> But, and all the times I met Banksy, I never, spoke quite, to
0: him, and I,
1: never, I never spoke to him about his artwork. We, all, we, all we did was talk about football. He was he's he's like a real big Bristol City fan. So yeah. he just talks about football. Do you know what I mean? We never really spoke about art. And I, I remember meeting him on a, on a bus. I was going out with a girl. She lived in Stoke Newington once. And I got on this, I got on this bus. And he was on the bus. And, just, and there again, we talked about football. I went to, he, he did a fancy dress party. He came dressed as a copper. Yeah.
0: That
1: was so funny. See so what I mean? So good. He came dressed... He had, like, the full hat. He had, the, like, the, the, the stupid hat and everything. Damn,
2: yeah. that's something. See the intel you're getting on this podcast, people. Yeah. You're not too All we did was here. talk about football, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know <what> I, <laughs> I remember you come down to the city in Bristol and put, set off a massive red flare. I think he got chucked out before half-time when it was a City, city yeah. Rovers derby. Well, yeah, you will get in trouble for that. Yeah. And they had a pitch in and after after Rover's team went missing. One of the funniest <laughs>
1: things ever, right? I uh, I got the train from uh, from Paddington to Bristol, and the whole c- two cu- the two carriages of trains were just full of Bristol City football hooligans. I got drink. I was drinking with him. I think we smoked a spliff with him. Maybe I had a line of coke with him as well. When I got down, one of them was a really cool guy, and I said, well, you, I said, "Come to the club." Do you know what I mean? He said, "No, they won't let us in. They won't let us in." I think I was playing at the uh, what was the club on the boat? Is it the no Blue Mountain?
0: Oh, Blue Mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Blue, Blue Mountain. Mountain. I loved that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Blue Mountain Rocks, man. I loved that. I prefer yeah. that to Thekla. It's uh, just that's a green one. It? Controversial, but I did love
1: it. And literally. When we arrived at the Bristol Station, there was literally 200 right police waiting. Waiting for
0: them. Waiting oh, for yeah. them and do, no. corralling them, do you know what I mean? And I, I was like, no, 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 what are you doing, officer? I'm not...
1: With them. I'm a well,
0: they I always tell like, you, because there was I mean? when you had City against QPR, yeah. and that was always quite a big game. Yeah. They'd block off all the City fans, and it's like, oh, i usually be in with my mates through QPR, because yeah. they get a ticket easier. Yeah. But uh, that was always quite a weird one. Couldn't and, really meet them up for a drink. I suppose... Bristol Cardiff yeah. is a big sort Bristol cardiffs is massive big, still that's yeah. a good one because it's just over the yeah. bridge isn't it? Yeah, that's you're a just, big rivalry. Just, the just go go over stains. the bridge. Yeah, gets yeah, lockdown yeah. for all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I do love Cardiff. It's got a great, great city. Yes, They've got it? a really good um, a friend of mine. Captain's actually doing a big exhibition, the history of Welsh hip hop. Wicked big wow. up, Captain. So man, you know yeah, what? And you... there's like he's doing a whole historical thing through like flyers, graffiti, like DJs, everything. And I think that's to do with the main museum in Cardiff coming up soon. Wow. So well, this, that's in progress at the moment, so, yeah.
1: There is something Huge. about ports in it, Cardiff support, Bristol support. They're mm. creative hubs, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Steak yeah, in history. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah there's, like... Liverpool. The uh, Liverpool yeah. as
0: well, yeah. The yeah. Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, yeah. I mean, the... Uh, well. But I think more to the point is that, obviously, we had... At Bristol, you had quite a big Windrush generation there. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, like, say, growing up, a lot of my friends' cousins, like I was saying... We lived in New York, whatever. No, we get WBLS tapes, Wicked Marley Mar ones, though. Yeah. All this stuff, and then a few references about Hip Hop, like. But visually, we only saw it on TV and stuff. But there was definitely a seed being sown that was coming in through that generation. Mm. What I
1: wanted to ask you, yeah, yeah, is uh Were you in Bristol when they ripped down that uh, statue? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we I thought <laughs> that was brilliant. That, that was, was actually someone, mate. I thought that was brilliant. <sighs>
0: My mate's wife was... um, Jen is the lady who stood on the podium afterwards. Wicked. I saw saw her interviewed, yeah. Um, But her husband was one of the guys who rolled it through and just went straight in and, like you know... What an atmosphere. Said it's a crime of passion, what what in there. But the whole thing was crazy. I mean, that that was going... That went went around the world, all that. Yeah. 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 But Bristol's always, I think, had a history of being slightly off-centre mm. and against rebelling against government and doesn't like that. That's where all yeah. the pirates come from, isn't it? Well, yeah, but in, if you look back, they have massive riots there in the 1800s. There's like all this stuff. It's always been against the central civil, government. Civil mm.
1: disobedience, yeah? Yeah,
0: kind of like so there's always been this thing. But the problem is now you do get quite a few people coming there for that. Mm. There's like tourist, oh, right. tourist sport. Yeah. So like, trust the fairies coming down, down, like, making molotovs and trying to start. Let's start a revolution. Start, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You get a Wankers. bit of that going on, like, and like, half the people arrested aren't from Bristol. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it's definitely got a hotbed of that. It's kind like, of, like a Glastonbury for yeah.
1: uh, for protest.
0: But at the same time, is like, really? I saw something today that they're calling the English, the French calling frozen turnips, and it's basically saying that the you know with Brexit, no one's writing. So you've got the yeah. brain of a frozen turnip because you're not stoking up. You're cold because of yeah. the heating bills. Yeah. But you're not writing, whereas in France, people get up and they're active. I think yeah. if every city got up and did something, Absolutely. Just, you know, you know we'd, yeah. we'd get a lot more done in this country. we just swallow yeah. everything yeah. in this
1: country. Yeah. Everything,
0: we just swallow it. We, I mean, this government, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. But then also, I guess there is a lot of protest that just doesn't get covered. Which is, a, well, which yeah. is yeah. A, a bigger issue. Yeah, but they're... I think with the internet now, you know, most stuff's getting out there, but it's like yeah. if more cities actively went bang... Just watch Al Jazeera or CNN.
1: Yeah. Even mm-hmm. CNN show you mm-hmm. the stuff that the BBC or Sky won't show That's right, you. It's, just, right. I mean, it's
2: phenomenal. 100%. There is a revolution coming. There has to be. There There's got to be something
1: be. coming. Yeah. 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 But it's not sustainable, this... The, I mean, surviving, surviving's full stop. Living. And right. that guy Mick Lynch, how brilliant is he? <laughs> he's just great, <laughs> isn't he? He's... he's He's the son of two Irish immigrants from Paddington and he's just, I mean, he, he, he just, when you see him interviewed, he just levels them, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just like, and it, it, it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a lot of these are frontline workers, a lot of these, do you know what I mean, ambulances, yeah. they're nurses, they're train drivers, the shit they have to put up with every day, yeah. do you know what I mean?
0: And they've got these old Etonians. Telling them that they can't give them a pay rise. Well, I think it's going back to what you were saying, Kelly. It's like, you know, if you were a nurse or, you know, a bus driver or whatever, you probably can't afford to live in central London. No. Yeah, you, you can live in the right on travelling, travelling, uh, you're got- spending half your time working and, like, half your wages on rent. It's yeah. like That's yeah. non-sustainable. Yes, that's of course it is. So I think it's definitely something that's got to change, and I think the people really need to stand up a bit about it, so... Mm-hmm. Vote with your feet, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So on that note, what is the future? Dale, what is the future for you? Fucking hell. That's a very expansive question. Oh, no. Hey,
1: I live it's in the moment. I live in the moment, man. Today's a good day. I'm, I'm here with here with two of my homies. We've been mm-hmm. threatening to do this <laughs> for yeah. a while. Hey,
2: so you made the connect happen, I'm, my brother. I, I'm so That's pleased. Fantastic. It's been a good day already. I don't know the. I, I can't
1: let the cat out of the bag there. I think the future. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm a bit older now, a bit wiser.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I've. I'm gonna get back into making music, you know, because I, I kind of miss it. Come on! I'm gonna get back into DJing, uh, yes. live, live and direct. I may have to, uh, I may have to embrace technology, but what the hell? Mm. I, I, I believe you can teach an old dog new tricks.
0: Yeah, or hell even yeah. just come with your classic Delage tricks. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. That, you know, there's a market for that out there.
2: Fucking great! That makes my fucking yeah. day, bro. I yeah. love that you're gonna do
0: it.
1: Yeah, back I might, I might even start doing some artwork, eh? Mm. I think we were chatting got, We would the guys in. like
0: people like Shindig and that. They'd love to have you playing those kind of things. Yeah. I'm sure, like you know. I'll be back at the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: How exciting! Yeah, isn't that something? Revelation exclusive on the podcast, I guess, Fast Coming up,
1: coming at you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about
0: you, Inky? What, what's the uh, future, my brother? I don't know, some more I think I'm gonna go into some more 3D stuff, trying to make some sculpture at the moment. Nice. nice. And some layered stuff. I don't know, not like mobiles, but stuff where you can hang it on the wall but it's got depth to it and a bit more. But also I've been experimenting with loads of old techniques like mosaics oh, and nice. copper and stained glass. Trying to mould them all into one with a wow. bit of, with a bit of laser cutting and modern technology, so using like CNC routing etc. What you have got now using all that equipment to make something that looks old with a kind of graffiti kick to it, so it's like antique graffiti. For Love the mind, well, like you yeah. never stop, do you?
2: There's all, all, he's, he's, he's a he's a mad scientist.
0: He's well, an alchemist. You guess. just got the way I see it. If you keep yourself busy, you keep yourself chirpy mm. and every time you make something it's that you've made something new to the world mm. so it's like if you keep creating stuff i think you'll keep yourself happy and you can also help other people get happy as well so
1: well i'm a massive fan of his artwork yeah. i think oh, i'm it. a massive fan of yours as well I've got a, long time long, a long time, time i've got some of his stuff man he he, he gave me a beautiful piece you remember on a yeah yeah on the
2: yeah. wing of a
0: prayer that yeah, one
2: yeah yeah uh, you've been a long-time
0: lo- hero of mine, my brother. I love it. So I, love it stuff. I love seeing it. i have to get it. something up in for you as well. <laughs> yes, yes. If there's any room. <laughs> we'll make space. <laughs> can't, <laughs> I can't be going over certain people up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll fix, we'll fix it up. Don't
2: you worry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out like in was out of fashion. Big shout out to everybody for tuning in. Big shout out to Derek Delarge. And, oh, the Thanks for having us. Thank yes, you, yes. Man. yes and morning with the homies can't get better than that can we uh, sharing is caring you know what it is tell a friend to tell a friend uh, crime don't pay but neither today. I say it every day <laughs> 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 listen don't talk to anyone else I wouldn't you're still lucky people cheers boys <laughs> oh, she that. that
1: was wicked man